This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net Hello, all my beautiful people. It's time for another fun episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. The guest I have on this week is a really cool guy. And uh, you all know, that's all I bring on here is really cool people. So he went from being a wrestler to being the director of operations at NSU Fit. And uh, NSU Fit is the fitness center at a college in the Oklahoma area. So this dude's done all kinds of cool stuff. And he brings all kinds of great knowledge to this episode. And like I said, just really excited for you guys to hear this one. We talk about wrestling with WFC. We talk about some of the stuff he did with OKX, uh, his match with Luke Langley, and some of the other things as well. We even talk about anime a little bit in this one. Kind of funny how we always end up turning to some of the nerdier stuff that I like here on this show. But I'm excited for this one, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. And for those of you who are here just to hear the John Cross episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos. For some reason, like, it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So I am really excited about this guest that I have on. It's uh, somebody that I've wanted to bring on here for a minute now, and uh, we finally got the time to actually do this. And uh, that is, do you want to go by uh, John Cross or John Bloodworth on this? Hey, man, um, I'm good either way. Uh, John Cross hasn't been around in quite a while right now, I think at least a couple of years, but um, I still answer to Cross to quite a few people. Okay. All right. Well, uh, a lot of people who listen to my show are uh, wrestling fans and stuff like that. So we'll talk about the the wrestling side and everything quite a bit. Uh, but kind of going back into it, uh, he is a former wrestler out of the Oklahoma area. area. He's known by a lot of people that I've talked to as being one of the best wrestlers out of Oklahoma. In fact, uh, he came highly recommended by Alex Royal and uh, really excited to have him on. Uh, John, how are you today? I'm doing very good, man. Um, yeah, it's just been a pretty chill day here in Oklahoma. And by chill, I mean, you know, like 100 degrees. So yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it was it was a little better here today. I'm in Arkansas, so uh, I'm just directly across from you. And I think whenever right. I left the office, it was at like maybe 89. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool, you know? So I was, I I was cool. yeah, I was happy for that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I usually I do my recordings in my garage. So on the days that it's cooler, it's always a lot nicer. <laughs> right. Absolutely. 
So we'll kind of just jump right into things here and everything. Like I said, Alex is the one who kind of was like, yeah, you should bring him on and stuff. And I know you've done a lot of different things with him. You had a podcast that you were doing with him, the uh, What Can You Offer? And um, it's funny because the first wrestler I ever had on the show was Luke Langley. And my research for having him on was listening to an episode that you and Alex did with him on your podcast. Okay. So, yeah, no, I've, I've uh, known about your podcast for quite a while and I know that you're still doing that, right? Right. Well, so the way that it works right now, so Alex and I started that podcast a number of years ago and as I kind of exited the wrestling business and he even took quite a while off, we sort of laid off the podcast. And Mm -hmm. then he has since, since he's dived back in, he's very much back into the world of wrestling. Right. He has now created his own podcast. It's very wrestling centric. And I've been a guest on that one once, Mm -hmm. but um, since then I just took the, what can you offer brand? Mm -hmm. And I have just kind of into my own things right now. A lot of the episodes are, I mean, they're 10 minutes or less, and they're just me doing some motivational speaking and just some mindset work because a mindset coach is my actual day job and whatnot. Okay. So like doing things like that for people. So that's what What Can You Offer has become. And people are, you know, please feel free to go check out What Can You Offer available on whatever streaming device you use. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's where it's at, right? Yeah, I, I actually have listened to a couple of the episodes since you started doing the new uh, the new format, I guess you could say for the show. And I really like it. You know, uh, I, I like what you do because you have a lot of inspirational, uh, stuff, you know, uh, you're very heavy into the, um, personal training and things like that. And I know that you work with people on, uh, you know, running races and all these different things. And it's, it's really cool to see. And to, uh, like I said, it's very inspirational what you do. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The mind is a powerful thing, man. I'm all about like I've been I've been the gym guy my whole life, of course. And uh, people have kind of associated me with the gym. But I found out, you know, in the last few years that I can teach people to do all the push ups and squats and whatever in the world. But if you can't get them mentally to kind of accept it or to understand how strong you can actually be, they're not going to stick with it ever. So pivoting to just talking to people about their mindset yeah. has been the more successful like direction for my business at least yes okay yeah I, I, a mindset if you can overcome your mind you know you can do a lot of things that you never thought you could do before and so yeah I, I can see that that's that is a uh, you're your own biggest obstacle a lot of times absolutely so how did you actually get into uh, the wrestling business well I took the pretty standard route at least for Oklahoma in that I started uh, you know on the trampoline Right. Okay. Like, so I, I'm doing my whole backyard wrestling era on a trampoline, uh-huh. which leads to actually building a makeshift ring in the backyard. I mean, you know, just a pile of junk that we call the <laughs> ring and, yeah. you know, doing our monthly events with my high school buddies or, and, and wrestling and just obsessively watching professional wrestling, man. I mean, I mean, and I just discovered it once randomly, like I'm just flipping through the channels. I see like sting on on nitro and i'm like wow what is this and (laughs) i just remember my cousin being like oh this is wrestling you don't know about wrestling and i I had no idea i didn't know what was going on i knew um i knew hulk hogan like as an actor like that was to me what he was so like i saw sting and then of course hogan you know showed up on screen as well and i thought oh that's great but then 
seven days later, right? So the following Monday, uh-huh. I was flipping the channels and discovered Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then all bets were off. That was that was <laughs> it for me. Stone Cold, Stone Cold inspired every every bit of love I had for professional wrestling was because of Stone Cold at that point. So you know, I fell in love with all of it, of course, the whole attitude era and everything since. And um, uh, yeah, man, I just so, you know, we go from backyard to really what happened was I had a friend and my friend told me, oh, yeah, my uncle is a pro wrestler. And I'm like, oh, really? Like a pro wrestler? And I didn't think much of it yeah. until a few weeks later when my friend then said like, yeah, my uncle wants to come down and meet you guys. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I know. I I don't really know where this is going, but all right. So his uncle, who is very much just an indie wrestler, just a local indie wrestler shows up and uh, out of Poto, Oklahoma. And he just watches us beat the crap out of each other in my backyard. Like (laughs) the weirdest thing ever. But then offers to train all of us like actual you know train us or whatnot um and me and another friend decided to take him up on that opportunity we started driving to poto um every week and training in his backyard the steve my trainer's backyard and he had an actual ring right so like Mm -hmm. we're training there and i mean man i we trained every week for like a solid year and then until we actually got to go to a show to where we saw a real ring get put up and stuff. And then we basically trained for another year before we actually had an actual match or anything. So, I mean, it was just, it was just that man backyard happenstance found a pro wrestler decided yeah. to get trained by him. And then he got us booked on our first show. That was in 2007 when I had my first match and just went from there, man. You won that first match, didn't you? My very, very first match, I did not win. No, I lost okay. my very first match. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was reading up on a cage match, and I thought it said this. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no, no, no. Not at all. Totally fine. Lost it to, to my, my buddy that had trained with me. I mean, he was my first opponent. Okay. Um, and uh, lost it to him. Yeah. And then we just went on a, you know, a year-long just going to different companies and wrestling each other over and over and over again. And, you know, he would win, I would win, he would win, I would win, just back and forth, back and forth. Right. So I, the character that I've seen, because there was a, there's a match that I, I believe it was at OKX that happened. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Okay. It was between you and Luke Langley. And you gotcha. Luke was talking about it on Facebook. And so I said, well, what is this? And he sent me the link to it. And he was like, you're going to want to bring a lunch for this one because it's a long one. But yes, the work behind that match, just the, the vignettes and the, the, the build up to the story itself, it was so compelling, you know, and I, I mean, it it was better than some of the stuff that you see on TV, you know, and I, I really, really enjoyed watching that match. Well, I, I appreciate that, man. We put a lot of hard work into that. So what ultimately happened was in, you know, I started in 07. So fast forward to you know, 2014, early Mm -hmm. 2015, I got an injury. I hurt myself. I hurt my back. And that was a combination of pro wrestling, of course, which is not easy on the body. And then I was also uh, trying to 
toss my hat in the ring of being a competitive CrossFitter. So I was doing CrossFit, the workout competitively and, and for money and stuff. And a combination of those two things, my body was just breaking down. I mean, I was not sleeping right. I wasn't resting properly. I was just go, go, go. And my body broke down for it. Even in, you know, in your right. mid 20s, you know, my yeah. body breaks down. Yeah. And it got so bad that come, you know, 2016, I was like, this is it. Like, I, I am, I am done. I cannot deal with this pain anymore. I just have to go on with a life without wrestling. So I had a big angle built up at um, wrestling for a cause here in Oklahoma mm -hmm. uh, against Tim Rockwell that was going to ultimately end in a cage match. We got through that cage match. I told no one except for maybe two of my closest friends that that was going to be my final match had the match and just basically disappeared without, without, you know, a goodbye. And a lot of people were pretty shocked at that, but I, I was really like, okay, like I'm happy with the ending performance yeah, and I'm going to move on past wrestling. So then you fast forward to 2019 where I guess, you know, it would be the, actually it would be December of 2018 when Alex Royal pitched to me like, OKX, right? He's going to do this OKX thing. Yeah. He's going to do this event that's going to bring together all the different organizations in Oklahoma and pull in just the best talent and put on just a really big showcase once a year kind of event. And yeah, I trust Alex and mm -hmm. I love his vision. And I remember saying to him, like, well, if it could be me and Luke Langley, I would think about it. Right. And essentially, he said, that's all I need. It's done. That's it. It's happening. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that was him. And, you know, OK, so Alex and I's relationship just he can, you know, I know he considers me a bit of a mentor and stuff. I really had no part in his training. Any part in his training that I was involved in was just him absorbing stuff by being around me. And I love and respect him for saying that he got so much from that. I, it yeah. kind of blows my mind because like, I still kind of think about myself in 07 where I didn't know what the hell was going on with wrestling <laughs> or anything. And to think that somebody is like, man, I learned a lot from John. Like that's pretty amazing to me. So yeah, I love and respect Alex for all of the, the respect that he's shown me right. and even like recommending me to you on this podcast, but him saying, I want to do, a major event and I want John Cross on that show and I'll give him whatever he wants. And what I asked for was Luke Langley and I was halfway joking, but he said, done, it's happening. And <laughs> the famous story at that point is that as I was leaving um, Alex Royal's uh, shop, I, he has a, he has a store in Claremore. Um, as I was leaving that store, I had like a bag of chips or something in my, in my passenger seat. And I looked at them and I, I rolled down the window and I just dumped them out on the ground because I was like, this is it. Like yeah. the reason that I asked for Luke Langley is because I consider Luke Langley to be the best. Like, right. yeah, as far as people that I can get my hands on mm -hmm. that I can conceivably have a match with yeah. Luke Langley to me is it. He is the best that I could see. So I see him not just performing, but just physically. I, I see his body. Right. And I think, if I'm going to be in the ring with that guy, I have to look like I belong in a ring with that guy. And, you know, chips go out the window and then begins just the 
the most extreme training that I've ever done in my life, hours in a freezing cold garage, working out and just getting ready with one single thought in my mind. And that is like, I want to, I want to, I never thought I was going to come back and have another match. So if I'm going to, it has to be worth it. I have to look amazing. I cannot embarrass Luke Langley. And I'm very, so I'm, I'm big on like, I mean, the storytelling, right? I love the theatrics of wrestling. I just, I just love it so much. And so I'm like, man, I'm going to do my best to be there for Luke in the ring, Mm -hmm. but I can also maybe, you know, kind of sugarcoat everything with some really cool vignettes and stuff as well. So that's when, and, and Luke has just as big of a part in all that stuff as me. He had just as many great ideas of how to set this match up. And I mean, he drove all the way to Tahlequah once to record a vignette of him breaking into my house, my actual house. Like, oh, wow. I mean, we did, you know, we did all that. And that's all in the, like the buildup video. Like he's breaking into my, my real house. He came down to shoot <laughs> yeah. that. And then I would, I would travel to shows where he was at just to shoot a quick vignette in the back and stuff. And we were doing, we were just doing all these different things and doing all these different references to like our favorite TV shows and anime and video games and stuff. Just really cool little Easter eggs for ourselves. Yeah. And luckily 2019 OKX comes around the night of the show. You know what? The match, albeit you got to pack a lunch. Cause yeah, it's long <laughs> as can possibly be. Yeah. Um, I, I thought we did as good a job as we could. I thought we actually gave them the show that they, anticipated seeing and i'm really really proud of that match and i mean i i think luke number one for like being there for me and taking care of me because lord knows i had two years of rust on me at that point and then i think um alex royal for setting up the entire event just giving us a chance for it to happen so i'm super proud of what we did at okx yeah uh, I mean, that's a that's a really cool concept too. the OKX thing. You know, I, I didn't realize that, mm-hmm. that was his actual brainchild that he came up with and everything until Absolutely. after I talked to him about it. And uh, yeah, that it's a cool idea. And I I love it when people are able to come together and uh, um, collaborate like that, you know, because you, you don't always see that. There's not always um there's not always the uh, ability to do that with a lot of these different companies and stuff. So that is really cool to see. Right. Lots of egos and it makes it tough sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Definitely. So I, I know that you're big into working out and things like that. Um, and, you know, I could hear the passion in your voice whenever you were talking about wanting to be in that ring shape that was in a way worthy to be in in the ring with Luke Langley and stuff. Cause you're right. That dude is chiseled, man. And uh, I wouldn't want to stand next to him, you know? <laughs> so I, oh, man, it's <laughs> so what is uh, your process whenever you're going into the gym? Uh, do you, uh, do you have a certain uh, type of music that you use to focus or whenever you go in? Uh, so man with training and stuff like specifically towards like getting ready for wrestling which is usually a different type of training um mm-hmm. i'm i'm very method dude like i i am i am method when it comes to pro wrestling i would wake up you yeah. want to talk about the difference between john bloodworth and john cross like i would wake up on if it was a day that i was going to have a match mm-hmm. i'm using a different shampoo oh. i mean i need I need different, I need, I need a different smell, right? That smell makes me go, Oh, it's, it's 
it's showtime. Like it's right. different today. I'm wearing different outfits, wearing different clothes. I carry myself in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is very aware that if it's wrestling day, I'm very much a different person that day. Not in a bad way, of course, but like right. just in, in a very dialed in way, like I have a mission. So getting ready for Luke specifically, when you want to talk about like always visualizing the goal, I made Luke Langley uh, the desktop, the wallpaper of my phone, right? So every time I opened <laughs> up my phone, oh, wow. see Luke Langley chiseled head yeah. to toe. And I'm like, is this next meal that I'm about to eat going to take me towards my goal of standing next to him or away from my goal of standing next to him. So it takes lots of sacrifice. And then you're just, then it's just, it doesn't matter what you feel like. Right. Because that's, that's something I talk about with clients and stuff all the time to this day, but all pro wrestlers need to realize this too. Motivation doesn't exist. That's the most fleeting nonsense thing that people look for. They always want to say how, what's your motivation? It's not about motivation. It's about discipline, right? It's just about, going and doing it no matter what you do it even when you don't feel like doing it and that's the reason that you succeed because like i i love to tell people man like you don't want to work out cool me neither like me neither i yes i love working out in a way or maybe i love the effects of working out yeah but the actual process of like man i've got to go waste you know, not waste, but like, I've got to go spend the next 90 minutes of my life doing something that maybe I'd rather do something else today, but I'm going to do it because I have a goal and I am, I am so big, so big on making promises to yourself and keeping those promises because the promises you make to yourself are the ones that people just break nonsense. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, I, I can forgive myself. Right. This isn't a promise I made to anyone else, right. but man, when you tell yourself like, Hey, I'm going to work really hard for the next six months. And yeah. then you do it. It is the most like glorious feeling to like pull through for yourself. Right. Cause of course you're going to, you got kids, right? You're going to pull through for your kids. You have to take care of your kids. Right. You love them. And it makes sense to you to do whatever you need to do to make sure those kids are taken care of. But right. for some reason it doesn't make sense to people to do whatever they need to do to take care of themselves. So yeah. that was the thought that I kept in my mind non-stop like I made a promise to myself and through that I've made a promise to Luke I've made a promise to Alex and you know what I know that if I showed up looking a little soft that day or whatever they would have been okay with it they would have been thrilled oh John Cross is back this is amazing but I would have not been happy so I was going to show up and you know what I didn't look as good as Luke ain't no way I looked as good as Luke that's hard (laughs) but I think I looked pretty damn comparable to Luke in that day. And that's it, man. I just kept in mind that I had a goal and no matter what rain, shine, snow, doesn't matter. Tired, exhausted, doesn't matter. I'm going to get this done today for Luke, for Alex and mainly for myself. Yeah. Well, I, and I know that you have done some things that uh, even just hearing you do about it, uh, it, it's kind of blown me away. Uh, I believe there was a, how long, what is, there was a, uh, it was a race. I believe it was that you had, and, uh, it was like over 24 hours that you had, uh, to do this. Okay. Right, right, right. So, so that has actually not happened yet. That's it hasn't coming. happened. Okay. But, but you've been training so for I've done it, a, right? Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I've done some pretty crazy physical challenges, which are, it's kind of the way that I keep myself grounded post wrestling, right? Like, okay. It's hard. It's hard to 
like, I mean, what's my motivation to stay in shape, right? That word motivation, now that I don't have wrestling, like I don't really spend a lot of time in my underwear in front of a crowd anymore. So <laughs> like, I, I have to find other ways to motivate. And, you know, so I've ran multiple like half marathons and stuff over the yeah. course of the last year. And um, coming up in October, it's October the 21st, I am running 100 miles at once. And you yes. get a 24 hour time limit to get through those 100 miles. So you run all the way through the night, you know, uh -huh. in the darkness, you put, you put a headlamp on your head and you just keep running and you get 24 hours to go 100 miles. And that is my, that's my big challenge that's coming up. I've done a few other challenges this year that have been, that are so far the hardest thing I've ever done, but I anticipate this one, of course, mm -hmm. to be the hardest thing that I've ever actually done. So what, uh, what's your record right now for the uh, furthest that you've went training for this? The, well, so the hardest thing that I've done so far, and this is, this is one that people, uh, you know, that they, they, they find kind of interesting or maybe they don't believe or whatever, but like the no amount of miles that I've ran so far have compared to something I did earlier in this year, which uh -huh. is one day I decided that I was going to walk 100,000 steps in one day. So, whoa, the, the average wow. person, yeah. so the, the average person, like what I recommend to people as a fitness expert and stuff is that people need to walk between eight and 10,000 steps in a day. That's a right. great goal for almost everyone. Eight to 10,000 steps. That's a great goal. Yeah. So I was going to do, you know, 100,000 steps, right? So I woke up that morning, I started walking and I walked for, I mean, it was, tw it was right around, uh, 16, 17 hours straight. I think I walked nonstop mm -hmm. and wow. I ate, I ate meals while I walked. I had people bring me, you know, like a Chipotle bowl and I just scooped it down my throat as I walked. And, um, I had a lot of friends that would tag in and out and walk with me for, you know, a, a few thousand steps. And yeah. then I just kept going and I had no clue how hard that was going to be. But let me tell you, man, by the time I got to 70,000 and still had 30,000 steps to go, I yeah. thought my, like my brain was melting. Like it was the most difficult task that I've ever had to push myself through. And you learn a lot about yourself in those instances. Like one of the main takeaways I had from that, which this is so I, you know, people, especially wrestlers, man, they talk about the good old days and they yeah. reminisce yeah. and you know, my wrestling days are behind me and that makes me sad sometimes. But even during that walk, I was thinking to myself like, man, like people and you've said it already on this podcast. People look up to me in, in certain ways. They right. look up to me and they think, man, that John Cross was awesome. Or man, remember when he did this? Or remember when he did that? Mm -hmm. And during that walk, I started reflecting on all those things. Number one, I'm super grateful. It's amazing that I did some things that people found inspiring in any way. However, during that walk, I'm sitting there telling myself, you know what? Like people look up to that version of me and yeah. that version of me was not capable of what this version of me is doing right now. So I'm actually stronger now than that person that they look up to so much. So it was a really like it was a way for me to be like, it's OK that I'm not wrestling anymore because I'm still doing crazy feats out here right now. And they're not on display in the middle of a ring. 
But right. again, that kind of goes back to, you know, if you're just doing it because you want people to cheer for you, then, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily the right thing for your health, right? So I'm, I'm out there doing things and the only person clapping for me is, is myself or my wife maybe at times. But like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's that, that walk right there, man, that was the hardest bit of training that I have done thus far. And that, that was basically me saying, if I'm going to run a hundred miles, I better yeah. be able to walk a hundred thousand steps first. And, and right. I did it and it was hard, but we got it done. So do you still get the kind of, I know they talk about having like a runner's high and things like that. Did you get it with mm-hmm. this too? With the hundred thousand steps? Okay. So here we go. Let me tell you about the runner's high. Right. I hear about this runner's high uh-huh. and not one damn time in my life have I ever felt a runner's high. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the fitness guy and I, yeah. I do love lots of different aspects of working out, but I do not like running. <laughs> and when you hear me say that, and then you also hear me say, I walked a hundred thousand steps and I signed up for a hundred mile race and yeah. I don't like to run. Yeah. That is how big into doing hard things and just like unlocking that part of your brain that makes you understand I can do hard things. Like even though running is hard for me and uh-huh. I've got a, I've got buddy, like my, my buddy, um, also wrestler, a former wrestler, um, Aaron Anders, uh-huh. he loves to run. It is his favorite thing. And I run with him every Sunday. He drives, he lives in Arkansas. He drives from Arkansas to, to here to me. And he runs with me every single Sunday. We, we ran yesterday oh, wow. and, and he loves it. And I hate every second of it, <laughs> but I do it anyway, because I, I love the feeling I have when I'm done and I look back and I go, wow, I did that. So that's the only runner's high I get. But yes, um, people that love running will tell me all the time about the, the endorphins and the runner's high that they get. Yeah. And um, I get that just from doing difficult things, I think. I, I get that satisfaction. But right. uh, I, I've never been in the middle of a run and been like, wow, this is amazing. I'm usually <laughs> hating myself. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that's part of the you know it, you love fitness so much, and I saw on Twitter yes. you call yourself the fitness jabroni, so that actually right, right, cracked right. me up. You know, but uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I do, I do, man. You gotta and you gotta have fun with it, right? Like you gotta right. have fun with it because like, I'm I'm no expert, man. I've got a lot of knowledge, and I will share it if you ask me, and I'll help people to the best of my ability. But yeah. I do not consider, despite any of my certifications or any of my trainings that I have, yeah. I do not consider myself some kind of know-it-all expert. I can only offer my opinions and what has and hasn't worked for me. And unfortunately, maybe this is just to my detriment, the only way that I've found that I can explain to people whether or not something works is to go out there and do it myself first. So I'm just doing all these different things just total jabroni mode (laughs) just so I can help other people understand like, Hey, this is what it feels like to run a half marathon. This is what it feels like to walk a hundred thousand steps. Like I've been there. I've done it. I don't ever ask any athletes that I coach to do anything that I am not willing to do myself. So uh, that's one of the main reasons I get out there and do all this stuff is just so I can also share this information with other people. Yeah. So what old certifications do you have? So, um, I mean, I am a certified personal trainer, of course. Uh-huh. I'm a, a certified nutritionist. Okay. I am a, I'm what's called a, a PPSC, which is a, a pain-free performance specialist. And what oh. that means is 
I do lots of rehab and physical therapy and I, I just, I train people. My speciality, if you want to label it, and I work with all walks of life. I work at a college, so I work with the football players and, and some of the cheerleaders and stuff, but the main speciality that I seem to have is working with people that have injuries. So I got you. Okay. I, I take people and I've worked with a, a few pro wrestlers recently, but I take people that have injuries, whether it be like knee, hip or back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I get them back to, to finding their way back into fitness and health and, and getting on the move again. I got you. Uh, I know that there was something I saw you posted the other day and it was talking about how, you know, there's no such thing as overtraining, but there is such thing as under resting. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. That's, that's a big one, right? Because people will tell me like, they'll, they'll look at me even, and they'll be like, wow, dude, like, like, isn't enough enough. Like you're going to, you're going to overtrain. And I'm like, the only way I could overtrain if is if I didn't compensate by resting equally. Right. Like, yeah, you can't just do this stuff and not recover from it because, you know, like a common misconception in the gym is that you get stronger from lifting weights. That's not true. You don't get stronger from lifting weights. You get stronger from recovering from the weights that you lifted. Right. So if you just lift weights and you do that all day long, every day, and you're, you're always sore and you're always hurting and you never let inflammation go down. You never feed yourself protein. You never get any good sleep, quality sleep. Yeah. Then the muscles will never show up. They will never grow. So you have to recover properly from these things. So you, you, and that's a big thing when I work with people, especially people that don't know anything about fitness. Like I, I get a lot of people that come to me and they're like, man, I'm ready to start working out, but I just want you to know. I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Like when I go hard, I, I go, man, I go. And I'm like, well, that is probably dooming you to fail right there because you're going to try to run before you can walk. Right. And I just told you that I don't like running very much. I had, you have to earn running. Running specifically is one of the hardest things on your body. It's a wonderful thing. I yeah. love it. You know, I love the, the, I love the, I don't love the running, but I love what it does for my body. So when, when I tell people, I'm like, just because you're out of shape and you want to lose weight, no, you do not need to get out in the road and start running. That's not how this works. Right. You're not even walking 5,000 steps in a day. Yeah. Please get to where you're walking 5,000 steps in a day. Do that for a month, then walk 7,000 a day for a month, then walk 8,000 a day for a month. And then when you get to 10,000 a day for a month, we'll start talking about adding in running. So, right. man, it's like getting people to understand that you have to ease your way into this, into mm-hmm. training and stuff. Like that's the way you keep it right. Like that's the way you keep it is you, you work slowly. You, you, you walk before you run, you crawl before you walk, all that good stuff. And that's the way you keep fitness and health for the long run is you work your way into it appropriately and you rest all the yeah. way along the way. Yeah. So I know you've been talking a lot about different uh, crazy things that you've done. Have you done any of the tough mutters? I have, I have done a single tough mutter. I did one last year. It was a 5K, which is Uh, 3.2 miles. And um, I loved it. And I loved it so much that I have signed up for a 15K, which is closer to 10 miles. Um, And that is coming up in November of this year, if I'm not mistaken, in Dallas. Um, I love the Tough Mudder. So those things are right up my alley. I, I may not be, I may not love running. Uh-huh. But I love obstacle courses. Yeah. I love them. 
So that's that's something to people. If if you're hesitant to do a tough mutter, there, then there's different things. There's tough mutter. There's one called rugged maniac. There's one called Spartan race, right. warrior dash. Yep. They've got all these different names. Tough mutter, in my opinion, would be like the the name brand, and then everything else is kind of subversions I, of that. Okay, but they're all you. fun. Right, they're all fun. They're all great. I've done a lot of them the last few months, and I'll tell you, like running is one of the, is a very small part of the tough mutter. So because people look at it, and they're like, oh man, I can't run that far. But the the reality is, you're going to run for a little bit, then you're going to stop. You're going to do an obstacle. Then you're going to run a little bit. Then you're going to stop, probably wait in line for other people in front of you. Then you're going to do another obstacle. So it's actually a nice way to break up a run. Um, yes, if you're not super physically fit, some of the obstacles will be tough. But, I mean, it is called Tough Mudder. It's right there in the name. Right. So um, I love Tough Mudder specifically, though, because they built a really cool brand around teamwork. Yeah. That, and I love teamwork, man. I love teamwork. I love helping your brother out and helping each other out and stuff. I love collabing. And at the Tough Mudder, there are, the majority of the obstacles at a Tough Mudder cannot be completed by yourself. You have to right. have somebody help you. Yeah. And, you know, you can go with a friend. Cool. Or the people there, they will help you. Just somebody next to you is going to need your help and yeah. you're going to need their help. And I love that. I love helping strangers during those things, man. That is so fun. And when a, when a, when a stranger sticks their hand out to grab me and help me over an obstacle, that makes me, that makes my heart happy, man. So I highly recommend Tough Mudders to people. They've even, I think Tough Mudder has their own podcast too, like where they preach that message of teamwork and, and collaboration and stuff. So like, uh, that's another good one to listen to. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know I've seen a lot of pictures that you posted. Uh, you know, yes. I think there was, um, uh, there was a race that you did recently and everybody who was with you actually placed in the top 10 uh, for their category. Yeah, that was, that was the, that was the most recent, that was two weeks ago. That's the most recent one that I did. That was a trail run, okay. a, a pretty difficult trail run. It was 5k. So that's a 3.2. That's 5k is the most popular running distance on the planet. So that you'll see that a lot. Yeah. And um, they, uh, yeah, I was very proud of them, man. We had, we had six, six racers i believe all from my my team my gym here in town mm -hmm. and everybody uh, well um four out of the six got in the top 10 but everybody got a medal even the ones That's that weren't in the top 10 they placed in their individual like uh um age category and they all okay. got medals as well so That's it was cool. very cool that um, we showed up. And, you know, we've done so many of these races now. It's so cool, man, that we show up. And, and a lot of the people, because a lot of times it's the same company that's putting on these races and they recognize you. And they're yeah. like, oh, wow, it's that group. You know, we know they're leaving with some trophies today. Right. And, you know, you like to, that, that encourages you to, uh, to do your best and stuff because people have expectations of you. Like, definitely. I want to do good because these people expect me to do good. But, yeah, man, I, I am so proud of that team for showing up and doing that. One of those guys, one of the guys in that run, um, one of my favorite people that I work with injured himself. He he injured himself on that run. He ended up scraping up his leg real bad. I mean, he was bleeding like crazy. And this mm -hmm. dude didn't even bat an eye. Not only did he finish the race, he finished way ahead of me. And <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was just so impressed. I'm so impressed by like grit and determination and stuff like that, man. So I can't brag enough about that team for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it looks like you have a lot of fun when you guys do that. So I, I, I try to I keep up to date with whenever you do that stuff. It is, you know, like you, you did say that, you know, you don't need motivation, but 
or I mean, motivation yeah. shouldn't be the key to what you're doing, but it is yeah. nice to see that. And it's like, man, I, I it makes me want to do that more, you know, and because right. I am very much a out of shape dad with a dad bod, you know, I used to be athletic and stuff whenever I was in high school. Not anymore. Right. You know, so seeing things like that, you know, gives me that little that little spark still there. I, you know, I, I, I would like to start doing that again. Hey man. Yeah, for sure, man. And all, all it takes is getting started, man. Hey, the Spartan law is that you put it on the calendar, right? So like you pick yep. something, you sign up for it, you put it on the calendar and then you got no choice, but to put your money where your mouth is. Cause you already paid for it. So like, <laughs> that's another thing. So man, one, one day, one day, I highly encourage you to go out there and, and just try something, try a 5k near you or okay. a, a way more fun like a Tough Mudder or, or a Spartan race or something like those are, those end up being really, and take a friend with you or something, man, for, yeah. for sure. Hey, call me, call me. I'll come go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So kind of transitioning back over to some of the uh, wrestling side of things here. Yeah. Um, what would you say uh, was the hardest part about transitioning from wrestling into, you know, not being able to do that anymore? Okay, so in 2016, when I after that cage match, when I decided to just call it, um, mm -hmm. that was brutal. That yeah. was so brutal, man, because I was like, my, I was in so much pain, and yeah. I was on so many different pain pills that, and and I had to quit wrestling because it was because I couldn't do it anymore, and that right. sucked, man. Yeah. I, I can't. And I tried to go about my life in a normal job and like, God, I hated it so much, which is why I like when Alex offered me the OKX opportunity and plenty of people had offered me opportunities. Don't get me wrong, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just my faith and trust in Alex that led me there. Right. So I, I did the match with Luke and I often think, why didn't I just stop there? It should have just been the one match. It was so well received. It was such a blast. There's no way I'm going to top it. So mm -hmm. I have to, I should just call it there. But damn, man. And I'm sure you've talked to plenty of wrestlers about it, but like that, that, that addiction, that bug that wrestling puts in you, man, is so crazy. Yeah. Like when, when, when wrestling is bad, it's the worst thing. I can't stand it. But when wrestling is good, <laughs> there is yeah. nothing. There is nothing on earth better than wrestling when it's good. Right. And it felt so good to be in there with Luke. And, I, and I'm so self-aware that I was like, it's not going to be that way next time, man. It's not going to be that way in the next match. But I did it anyway. I went I, – I actually think that for me, um, COVID ended up being a blessing because it slowed me way down. Like, right. yeah. Because that was 2019 when mm -hmm. I had the match with Luke. I showed back up. I did a surprise entrant into a local, like – um, stampede or, or uh, it's like a Royal Rumble kind of okay. uh, gimmick. Yeah. And um, I did a surprise entrant in that. And um, uh, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, man, I wrestled Luke. I've got other things that I want to check off my checklist. I want to wrestle Alex Royal. I never got yeah. to do that. And I want to oh. wrestle. Um, uh, I want to wrestle uh, Barrett Brown. It was another mm. wrestler that I really wanted to wrestle. And I was like, let me try to knock those things off my list while I still can. And so I did that. Like I signed up, I showed up at that event. It led to me to like a match with Alex Royal that I had a blast doing a match with Barrett Brown that I had a blast doing. And then I found myself kind of in limbo. Like, man, I didn't plan an exit strategy and I am big. 
I am big on, you know, if you're if wrestlers out there, young wrestlers especially, if you're trying to figure out your match, you're sitting there, you're trying to write your match or figure out what's going to happen, you always start at the finish and work your way backwards. Right. Have a good finish first. That's the thing. People are going to remember two things about every match you have. They're going to remember the last thing you did and mm -hmm. the worst thing you did. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever botch, whatever crappy botch or crappy boring spot you do, they will remember that, and then they will remember whatever the finish is. So yeah. always start to finish and work back. And that doesn't just apply to your matches. That applies to your promos. And for me specifically in that era, because I knew I was on borrowed time, it applied to my career because mm -hmm. I'm like, man, but I didn't do it. I didn't plan backwards. Um, yeah. I should have stopped Luke because I didn't have an exit strategy. And yeah. so I kind of COVID happened and it slowed me down. I'm afraid of how much I would have done if COVID wouldn't have happened. And, you know, that was a terrible situation, of course. And I hate to see shows shut down and wrestlers not getting paid. I, I like, I right. hate that. Yeah. But like for me personally, I was glad I could take a step back and I started kind of processing like, okay, like I can have this match with this person and this match with this person. And then here's a couple opportunities for me to hang them up again. Like here's where I can kind of go and put the boots on the wall and actually call my own shot. Like instead of having an injury take it away from me, I can actually call my own shot and get out of this thing gracefully like I want to. Right. And it all led to, um, you know, it all started with Alex and OKX. So I thought, you know, OKX2 in mm -hmm. 2021, we got to find the perfect opponent. We got to do another great build. And the, the, the best opponent I could think of is, is one of my best friends on the planet. I already mentioned his name. His name is Aaron Anders. Mm -hmm. And Aaron had quit. He had quit wrestling as well. He had just gotten fed up with the entire industry and just exited. He was just sick of it. He didn't like the politics. He didn't like how things were going. And he just left. So I was like, man, if I can bring Aaron back in, give him the send off he deserves and give myself the send off that I so desire. Like this could be a home run like no other, but you know, and that's, again, that's like walking a hundred thousand steps or signing up for a hundred mile race. We yeah. are swinging big man, because now I've got the entire hopes and dreams of Aaron who is satisfied with not wrestling anymore. Right. I got to try to, give him the send off he deserves. And I got to give myself the send off I deserve. So Aaron and I worked so hard, man, coming up with vignettes and stuff. Maybe not. I don't know if they were on the level of Luke and stuff and I, but like they were good. They were solid yeah. and they were shot in a time when COVID was still kind of happening. So it was hard to get the, the manpower that we wanted for them. Right. But then we, we fast forwarded to 2021 the, the date was set. The match was on. It was going to happen. We showed up. We had the match. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, man, I hope that wrestlers out there get to have the experience that I had at OKX2, where mm -hmm. you have that match. You have that match that feels so perfect. And are there flaws in the match? Absolutely. However, the overall product was an absolute home run. And when when the one two three happened and the bell rang, I was so satisfied. Like I was so I, I never thought that it could happen. I never thought that you could actually feel yourself go. I can't beat that. Like I can't beat that because I'm I, I I'm very realistic and very self aware. 
I've left the the idea of making a career out of being a professional wrestler. Now I may have career in wrestling, whether it be training or podcasting or whatever, but uh, being a pro wrestler is gone from me. I I don't even want it that bad. I don't really want to go out and do that anymore or work that hard. So knowing in that instant that I had done it, I was like, Aaron just had probably the best match of his life. I know I did. And I'm happy to call it on this one. So I'll tell you right now, man, there are the, there are moments when I miss it yeah. for sure. Right. But I was so satisfied. Here we are in 2023. It's been two years and I am so satisfied still knowing that I cannot top that performance. Right. So I, I, I just feel so blessed and happy that I got to do that with my best friend and I got to leave that way with people so happy and just, yeah, man, it was, it was such a thrilling experience that it's made the transition not near as bad. I still get to talk and work with wrestlers from time to time, whether it be on mindset or fitness or just doing a podcast or whatever, like, um, you know, so I still get to exist in the world of wrestling a little bit, right? but, um, as far as wrestling goes, I got to say there are times when I miss it, but not that much, man. I'm, I'm so happy with how I left it that I don't miss the actual bell to bell that much anymore. Right. Did you prefer being a heel or a face whenever you were in wrestling? I definitely preferred being a heel. Absolutely. I, I often said like, you know, being a heel is easier than being a baby face, but being a good heel is harder than being a good baby face. So like there's different ways that, right? Well, so like there's cheap heat associated with being a heel. It's actually pretty simple to make people hate you. And that's, that's cool. That's a very good entry level thing to be for a pro wrestler, be a heel, get people to hate you. You can kind of understand how to, how to capture people's emotions and whatnot, but being a good heel that make that you can make people hate you without just like cussing out their hometown or or spitting at them or whatever, like the the things that you know are going to make people mad. Yeah. Like being a good heel by cutting like really deep promos. Like, I mean, promos that cut deep at yeah. least like that's what I fell in love with, man. Like just being, yes, a mean bastard, but also just like <laughs> really getting at people. So I love, I, I love both aspects of it and you got to be able to do both. Everybody right. out there right now, you've yeah. been nothing but a heel, your entire indie wrestlers, you've been nothing but a heel your entire time. You, you need to be thinking about how you can also be a baby face because it's going to happen. You need to, you need to know how to do it and right. challenge yourself. But um, I definitely preferred being a heel. It was just so much more fun. Yeah. Who would you say is probably your favorite opponent to work with? Ooh, I, again, man, I'm so blessed to have so many great opponents, but, um, yes. uh, so Aaron Anders I feel like I, I have to say, because, you know, he's my favorite match I've ever had. It was my last match. He's one of my best friends. But I will say this, and I think he would agree. Although every time we wrestled each other, it was a banger. Um, nothing hurt worse. Like, nothing. So, like, man, I, there's, a, there's an old adage in wrestling that nobody hits like your best friend. Right. And, dude, like, we <laughs> beat the hell out of each other. And it was... Pain for days, and yeah. that that's tough. So I, I got to say that, like, um, Luke Langley, a favorite opponent of mine, of course, I wrestled him a couple of times, like, in tag matches and stuff along the years before we had that big OKX match. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The guy that I probably wrestled more than anyone 
ever was Tim Rockwell. Like, yeah. I wrestled Tim so much. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, and Tim and I have never talked about this, but I'm from like, so yes, I fell in love with the Attitude Era, but then I quickly discovered um, old school, like Ring of Honor. And I fell in love with like Brian Danielson there and Samoa Joe and the CM Punk of those days, uh, Christopher Daniels, all of those guys. So like, those are my heroes that made me think like, you know, even though Stone Cold made me love wrestling, but like Brian Danielson, uh, Jay Briscoe, Christopher Daniels, those are the guys that made me go, oh, I think I can also do wrestling. Right. Like, yeah. I can, I can do this too. And I think that, you know, Tim Rockwell was kind of from an era of, of the more like, like he, he loves that, like the older school, like territorial style wrestling and stuff. And I know that when I first met Tim, he was very much kind of like trained in those ways of like old wily veteran, right? Yeah. Like, like don't do too much. Don't, don't, you know, just, just give them just enough and, and whatever, like, uh, and I think that through wrestling each other, Tim pulled me down in a good way. Like he pulled me back into reality to where I was trying to wrestle like these top level ring of honor guys. Yeah. He mellowed me out in a way that allowed me to perfect my abilities in a way that, that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And simultaneously, I believe I elevated Tim Rockwell to understand that he was capable of doing some of those more impressive elaborate spots and things that he didn't really find himself comfortable with. So right. Tim Rockwell and I growing with each other, man, dude, I don't think I learned more from anybody than I did from Tim Rockwell. And he was never my trainer or anything. He was just my opponent. And we probably had dozens upon dozens of matches. And um, I, I, you know, I, I had a blast every time. So Tim is probably one of my favorite opponents. Yeah. Tim's a good opponent. I, I love Tim to death. He's a great guy and I love his wrestling. Absolutely. Who would you say is some of your inspiration behind the John Cross character that you have created? Right. Um, so I, you know, and, and he passed away recently. I said his name all ago, but uh, Jay Briscoe yeah. was one of the biggest inspirations i mean if you look back at my well actually not even just the early john cross but like my final match i was wearing uh boxing shorts right yeah. i did that because of the briscoe brothers okay um, i got those i started those boxing shorts um you know when i first started wrestling i spent a couple years in in just long tights and then i i i started i fell in love with the briscoes and jay specifically because he was much more of a grounded like just hammer and nail like ground and pound kind of guy which fit my style a lot more and so like i i fell in love with the look the boxing shorts and stuff and the scruffy beard and all the tattoos of course i'm i'm, I'm you know tattoos and all that so like yeah um jay briscoe was one of the biggest inspirations in me at least physically and maybe some of my in-ring style but i drew lots of inspiration from pop culture because i'm a big i'm a big anime guy i'm a big um like video game guy. I'm a big okay. comic book guy. Yeah. So like I drew a lot of inspiration for the John Cross character, at least the heel version of John Cross from um, the villain from the uh, Watchmen comic by Alan Moore, um, uh, Ozymandias. Like okay. I love, yeah. yeah, I loved how Ozymandias was. So if you look at my primary heel era 
in WFC where Tim Rockwell was my, my biggest opponent, that, that whole like 2015 to 2016 run that I had, mm-hmm. even though I was in a lot of pain and I was winding down, I was doing some of my best work. Like I got, I got purple gear because of Ozymandias and I started like applying my promos in a very specific way that, that was like, I was trying to speak very intelligently, like a man that, you know, controls everything and stuff. So that's really, as far as like pop culture goes, one of my biggest inspirations for sure. So uh, you said something there and it kind of excites me because I'm a big anime guy myself and I love comic books. In fact, I just Mm -hmm. got through doing a two part episode uh, with uh, Justin Lee about Batman. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Part one came out this morning. So, uh, but what is your favorite anime? My favorite anime of all time is Gurren Lagann. So Gurren Lagann is a fantastic show. I highly recommend it. Um, It's, you know, it's got everything an anime needs, which is sword fighting and giant robots and just the ability to like believe in, everything believe in yourself above all else and believe in your brothers and protect your friends and family uh you know at all costs like i love that show i also love grin log on because it's like you got 26 episodes solid awesome story yeah you're in you're out you're done yeah. i love that so like i have a grin log on tattoo on my back um, okay i absolutely love it um so that's my all-time favorite some of my other favorites of course the gateway drug is Dragon Ball Z, of yep. course. So like, yep. I can't, sometimes it feels kind of like basic to say Dragon Ball Z, but I can't hide the inspiration that it had on me. Like, oh, it's yeah. Just, Dragon Ball Z is the stone cold of anime for me, like without exactly. doubt. So yep. like, um, like my, my entire personality now as mm-hmm. a trainer and as a fitness guy mm-hmm. is, is Goku to a T yeah. in that. And it kind of sucks. Because I love Vegeta. Vegeta was always my favorite <laughs> character. And I wanted to be Vegeta. But yeah. I'm not, man. I, I am not. You can hear it probably from speaking to me. But I, I am not born on, like, I'm not driven by hate or rage or any of that kind of stuff. Right. I'm driven by the love and the thrill of the fight itself. Like, right. I just want to go out there and do hard things and smile while I'm doing it. Like, one of my biggest flexes that people, when they hear about it, they're usually kind of freaked out at first and they, or they don't understand how to take it. But so we do these races, right? You saw the picture where we all got medals, right? Yep. Yep. So my thing, the thing that I do after those races are done and I take those pictures, I throw the medals in the trash. Oh, now. Yes, I know. And to a lot of people, that's very strange, but here's the thing. I never want to forget that the reason I'm doing the race is the race itself. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I come in the middle. I don't care if I lose. Yeah. I, so sometimes when I'm, at, when I'm out there on the road and I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, this is hard. This yeah. running sucks. I stop and I remember to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. You did not come out here to get a medal. You came out here to run and okay. you're running right now. So right. why aren't you smiling? And so I'll smile. And it makes me think about Goku every yeah. time like yeah. with a giant crazy opponent in front of you like you're in the place you want to be no matter what so right. yeah man I, I love anime i love the message behind it Gurren log on dragon ball z i, I love I, I mean i watch naruto i watch um 
Uh, I've watched a little bit of One Piece and Mobile Suit Gundam. OHMS yep. team is one of my favorites and stuff. And right now I'm watching Demon Slayer like the rest of the world is, of course. Demon Slayer so, is so good. It's, it's amazing. Demon Slayer is one, man. And I'm sorry, guys, if, you, if you're not here for anime, I'm sorry about it because we're going to talk about it for a minute here. But like, I thought that like my top five anime was like set in stone and no one could ever touch it. And then along comes a Demon Slayer. And right. I'm like, how can this show be so good? Right. So like, yeah, De- Demon Slayer. Anyway, that Demon Slayer is amazing, guys. If you all don't watch anime, go up there and watch it because I get most of my inspiration a lot of my mannerisms, the way that I speak, the way that I promote myself, the way that I try to encourage people is based off the of stuff I heard on a Japanese cartoon. So, <laughs> well, that's, that's it, man. A yeah. lot of my, my listeners are anime fans because I've had some actual voice actors oh, okay. on my show. In fact, the uh-huh. guy that I'm recording with next week is the voice of Napa. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very and, cool, man. Very and- cool. The guy who voices Beerus actually just messaged me back and told me that he's interested in setting up an episode. So I'm really excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know who uh, J. Michael Tatum is? He has done, he was in uh, Black Butler. I know the name. He did okay. Black Butler. He was also uh, in My Hero Academia. He's been okay. in, um, he plays Scar in uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, oh, oh, nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. One of my, that's a top five. That's one of my top fives for sure. Oh, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Full Metal Alchemist is my number one favorite. Anime. Is it really? Oh, yes. I love Full Metal Brotherhood. Alchemist. Brotherhood is probably, I would put it as my number three, most likely, but um, okay. I, it is, which is, it's amazing. I'm telling you right now, I yeah. don't have tattoos on my right arm. Like, yeah. My right arm is completely, my left arm's covered. Right yeah. arm is not, I want to get scars full sleeve. On my uh, right arm, man. You, you got no idea how bad I want to do that. So that that might would be, be so cool. That would be yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. to see. Awesome destruction alchemy on my arm for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, you're you're in good company here because uh, I am a big anime fan, big comic book fan, all things like that. You know, so uh, oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, I also know you you do a little bit of collecting when it comes to uh, uh, comic books and toys and stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a big um, I, not as much anymore, but like I, I still now I've, I've definitely limit myself now. I used to just grab up everything, but like most yeah. collectors, you end up running out of space. And right. And I, I stopped myself when I realized like stuff was piling up in boxes and I wasn't even displaying it like I was just ah. collecting it and it was going in piles. So like I started slowing down. So I am since a since a young age, I fell in love with um the Spider-Man villain, uh, Carnage. I mean, I'm sure you know who mm, Carnage is. Yeah. But like, um, he was, they just did a major movie with him and stuff. But like, right. um, Carnage from, especially the animated series, the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man cartoon or whatever, not the original, but the one from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that character. So I started collecting all things Carnage. Uh, when I walked to the ring to face Luke, I had a Carnage outfit on. And, um, I uh, I have this giant Carnage figure collection. Like it, it is my pride and joy, right? But I also I also collect like the old school like G1 Transformers. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know a few other things like I, I, like the most modern toys I collect are like the 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 DC Multiverse and the okay. uh, the GI Joe Classified and stuff. Yeah. I'm a big fan of as well. But but right now I limit myself to like I have a I have one like. If I'm at a toy store or something and I see a carnage, it's buy on site, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. But um 
and uh but and, you know it's it's interesting because like he's not even, he's one of my favorite characters but he's not my favorite character so it's interesting that i just fell in love with him but i think it's because his figures are a little harder to find but um i uh i yeah the the carnage and the transformers and then i collect video games and stuff like i still love i love looking at my video game collection and whatnot so yeah i've definitely got a quite a bit of the collector bug in me you, you can see yeah there's toys behind my shoulder right now if it's a video like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can see that, and it's it's great. You know, I I've got a bunch of toys behind me as well. I'm currently still trying to get my area um, the way I want it, and I'm actually going right. to do a big display of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z stuff. I'm going to get like the Dragon Balls and put it in the middle, and then I've got like all these different figures. And I'm going to do around it with a bigger Frieza on one end and a bigger Beerus on the other. Oh, end. I love it. So, yeah, I love it, man. Absolutely. Heck I'll send you a picture of it once it's done and everything, but it's, it's going it. to be really cool. So please. Absolutely. Heck yeah. So uh, we're about to come to a close on this episode. Um, mm -hmm. So is there anything coming up that maybe that you want to talk about? The, I mean, Hey man, like I encourage people if they want to, if you've enjoyed any part of this conversation at all, like people listening, Feel free to follow me on social media. The best way to find me is on Instagram. I am at Coach John Bloodworth. There's no H in my name, so it's J-O-N Bloodworth. And you can keep track of all my cool stuff on there. I mean, I've got the 100-mile race coming up. Um, I've actually got a 12-hour endurance race coming up in two weeks. Like, I'm going to run for 12 hours straight. That's the idea. So, like, that's kind of a test run for the 24-hour one that's coming in October. So, yeah. Um, I've got all kinds of stuff like that coming up, but, um, as far as promoting, I don't have anything to promote other than just come check me out on Instagram. You can listen to my podcast. Um, what can you offer? And also I have a podcast called, um, how to become a pro wrestler. So I'm still very much entrenched in the world of pro wrestling. So if you want to hear me talk about pro wrestling, yeah. you can go to how to just find how to become a pro wrestler, find us on Facebook, find us on Spotify, wherever you want to find us. And I pride myself on that being one of the very few wrestling podcasts devoted to education. So my, the, the name's in the title, guys. Yep. It's yep. How to Become a Pro Wrestler. And we talk about everything from how to develop your promo skills, how to be a heel, how to be a face, yep. how to take a back bump. We talk about all these things on that podcast and so much, so much more. Um, the episode that we're about to record this week is about how to perfectly practice your promos inside your own home. I'm going to give you a template of here's what you do. Here's the notes you take. Here's what you get from those notes. So check out that podcast. If you're a pro wrestler and you're curious on, on even if, if you're a pro wrestler, you've been wrestling for 10 years, but your promos suck. Maybe you come listen to that and you can probably learn something from that as well. And I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback on that. So that's where you can find me guys. And that's the only thing I've really got to promote for you. So come check me out there. All right. And I've got one more thing. Right as we were about to start recording, I got a message from somebody and they wanted me to remind you. It's Justin. He wanted me to remind you that uh, you are his closest friend in the world. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. <laughs> Let's, we, 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 how, how dare he inflict that upon me right here after we're having such a good conversation? <laughs> Justin Lee can here and assault me like that. You know, for all the things in the world that Justin Lee and I have in common, yeah. It's amazing that I hate his guts as much as I do. So, uh, 
<laughs> no, no. Much a hey, much love to Justin Lee. He was one of the guys that I wanted to wrestle, and I got to wrestle in my my brief comeback. So um, I learned a lot about Justin, and we have a very Justin and I have a very interesting relationship where we basically just uh, uh, insult each other all day, <laughs> like through social media. And it's, like, uh, anyway, it's, it's interesting, man, but, uh, not, nothing but nothing but love here for Justin Lee, even though his, his hair, I can't stand it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, man, I've had a great time talking to you tonight and, uh, maybe I can get you back on here again here in the future and we Dude, can talk hey, about can, anime. As even. Hey, as you can tell, I love to talk and, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface, man. I, I would love to talk about anime or toys or whatever you'd like man uh, absolutely so give me a holler next time you need somebody to talk to all right man you have a good night you do the same i appreciate you uh-huh hey listeners i'm glad you're enjoying what you're listening to i'm billy from zero hero podcast i'll always be joined by jim and me and him are the Falcon skull podcasting if you definitely like jumping down rabbit holes from week to week of anything that ranging from the old school power rangers 90s-esque nostalgia or we could even be talking about moon landings so i know you're interested so definitely after the show come check us out zeo to hero podcast riddle me this what do you get when you get three paringer fans who also write paringer fan fictions and upload them on separate podcasts and YouTube channels, and you happen to put the three of them together and they form a unique paringer storyline. Here's your answer. You get the three ranger bros, who is myself, Ty Tiger, the Red Corner Ranger, Mark, and the Cosplay Dude 637. We are the three ranger bros and we came up with the idea called Paringers Global. A storyline where four different rangers from different universes team up to save universe 2118, a universe ruled by the gods. Now if you want to hear Power Ranger Global, you can find it on Tiger Tales, the YouTube channel, and Nerds Through Comics, the podcast. And you can find that podcast anywhere that podcast can be listened to. So one more time, that's Power Rangers Global on Tiger Tales, the YouTube channel, and Nerd Through Comics, the podcast. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode that I had with John Cross. He was an excellent guest to have on, and I definitely want to have him back on. It was kind of funny. He commented on one of Justin Lee's posts and said uh, that he can't be outdone. by Justin Lee, and so he wants to come back on the show, and I'm more than happy to have him back on the show, so uh, John, whenever you're ready, hit me up, and we'll set something up for the show. So next week, I have on with me uh, two guys that um, I've been on their show twice now, and uh, you've all heard me talk about the Zeo to Hero podcast network. Well, I am going to be bringing on Billy and Jim from Zeo to Hero to be on my podcast. Now, I don't know what's going to happen on this show, because it's us three talking, and the conversations could go anywhere. So if you are looking for a fun time uh, of just three dudes talking about random stuff like we do on here sometimes, then make sure that you tune back in for that episode. We'll probably talk Power Rangers, and we'll talk about whatever else is going on uh, in the world even probably. You know, uh, the last few times I've been on their show, we end up talking about horror movies and stuff, because if you guys don't know this or not, 
I'm a big horror movie fan. So it ends up being a conversation, but we're going to have them on, kind of get to know them a little better. They have a great show, and you guys need to make sure that you go out there and check it out, and that's the Zeo to Hero podcast. I will have a link to their show in my show notes. Like I said, they're wonderful guys. They're very entertaining and a lot of fun to talk to, and I can't wait to have them on next week. And with saying that, I want to give a shout-out to my three podcast networks, the OIW Podcast Network, the Avenue Podcast Network, and the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. You can find my podcast on all three of those places. Make sure that you go out there and follow all of them. Um, They have really good content on each and every one, whether it be wrestling podcasts or toy podcasts, or if you want to hear um, unique stories, uh, you can find it on these different places. Just go out there and follow these people. Show them some love. So I've got merch out. I've got shirts, I've got mugs, I've got stickers, uh, I can get magnets, I can get all kinds of things. If you want any of that stuff, make sure that you hit me up for it. Uh, my wife actually makes all of this stuff, and that is with the Cups and Teas by Stacia. Uh, you see me post the sticker of the day. All of those that I post, she makes. She does all kinds of great stuff. She started doing some other things to help out in other ways for me when it comes to making merch and making um, shirts that I need for other projects that I'm a part of. And I'm just really appreciative of everything that she does. But go out there. If you want some of my merch, go follow her. I'll have a link to her link tree in my show notes. If you're looking for stickers or if you're looking for hats or shirts or anything, hit her up. She can cut you a great deal and uh, you can get some high quality merchandise from her. I also want to give a shout out to Decure. He made my ending theme song for me. The song that you hear when I say, I love you guys, have a wonderful evening, all that stuff. He's the dude that uh, made that song for me, and I really appreciate it. He is a wonderful guy, and if you like the way his music sounds, make sure that you follow him. I'll have a link to his website in my show notes as well. One other person that I want to give a shout-out to is the original Geek Comics, uh, Nick Helms. They are putting me in their Paladin comic book. Um, I have... A full page of just advertising and I'll have the QR code to this show and I'm really excited that they gave me this wonderful opportunity to be a part of this comic and uh, with saying that I want to give back and say they have a Kickstarter out for their next comic book that they're coming out with called The Eighth Day. Make sure that you go out there and if you can donate to them then do it. If you can't then make sure you at least share the link to it. I post it on my social media. Make sure that you do the same. Get the word around for this because this is a wonderful group of people and they come out with some really entertaining stories and stuff like that. So make sure that you are following them and that you are um, supporting them as well. So I've been talking about my socials and stuff like that. And if you want to follow me online, you can do so by going to Facebook or Instagram or Threads or X or uh, Snapchat, or TikTok even, and you can find stuff for my show. Some of it might be a little different that you find on different ones, so make sure that you're following me on all of them. But just look up If You Give a Data podcast, and you can find me on any of them. Or if you want to just look me up on Google, you can do that too. And I uh, should be the first 10 to 15 results that you find on there as well. And if you want to send me an email, send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. If you have ideas that you want me to talk about for the show 
or if there's somebody you would like me to bring on as a guest for the show, make sure that you send me a line either on social media or in my emails. And, uh, yeah, I will try my best to get those people on here or talk about whatever that subject is that you guys want to talk about. So I have a link to my link tree, which will have my email and all my social media on there as well. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to this show wherever it is you're listening to. Hit that notification bell that way that you are notified when the next episode of iGadap drops, as soon as it drops. Um, also, make sure that you go out there and rate and review this show. Tell me what you think of it. Let me know whether you like it or whether you don't. And the more people that rate and review this, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody else. So if you like this and you want other people to start listening to it, then uh, give me a rating and let me know what you guys think. I have one other thing. Uh, last week's guest I had on, we talked about big things that were coming up and things that I might be doing with them. And, uh, you know, I had Alexander Gold on the show. Well, if you haven't seen it on social media, I've started doing another show for them with uh, Jamie Rose. And uh, what we're doing is it's kind of a hype show for all the events that are coming to Diamond State Wrestling that's right in my backyard, pretty much. And I'm very excited to be a part of the Rare Cut. It's going to be a video show, and uh, we already have the first episode out. Uh, the next two have already been uh, recorded as well, and I'm really excited for that. So make sure that you go out there and you follow that. I'll put a link to that as well. Uh, really excited for everything that's going on. I have some more big stuff that's coming up here soon, and I can't wait to tell you guys about it. I love this. I love what I'm doing, and I love where this is going because it's just grown so much. I've been doing this a little bit over a year now, and uh, if you would have told me a year ago that what I'm doing now would be what I was doing, I would tell you that you were crazy because so much has changed and so much great things have happened. And I appreciate each and every one of you who support this show and who listen to it every week. So I have this new part that I do at the end of these shows, and I'm going to continue it because it's my show and it makes me laugh. So we have the dad joke of the week. What is the leading cause of dry skin? Towels. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kinda nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Listen closely, download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. And listen closely, download and tune in remotely. 
This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.